You're listening to my white belt, the best jujitsu podcast in the world. Enjoy. I'm Jim Trick. Welcome back to another episode of the My White Belt Show. How do you people who work a full-time job, you work a full-time job, you've got kids, and you train jiu-jitsu, how, how do you do it? The last couple of months, my life has just gotten crazy busy, and I, I look at my training partners, all of my brothers and sisters at First Colony Jiu-Jitsu in Marblehead, Massachusetts, and you know, for the last decade, I've gotten to do like I've had like a weird life where I've gotten to do a lot of like a lot of cool kind of weird things, and you know. One of the things that my lifestyle for the last for the last decade has afforded me is it could be eleven o'clock on a Wednesday morning and I'm having coffee with a buddy. Or, you know, training three hours a morning, a couple days a week, and training six days a week jujitsu, right? And so now I'm in this I'm in this season right now where I'm ha- I'm having to give one of my other interests a lot of time and attention. And it's causing me to look at the people that I train with completely differently. Like when I look at the men and women that I train with and the dedication with which they work. So like take my coach, for example, Liam, you guys, if you listen to the episode with Liam McGowan, you know what a fascinating character my, my coach is, but this is a guy who's got, he owns a moving company in our town. He owns a successful jiu-jitsu school. And he and his wife just had their fourth baby. They welcomed little Romy into the world. Congratulations, uh, Liam and family. But they are like not non-stop, non-stop action. And so the question is, how do you do it? I guess you just, I guess you just do it. Like I'm not. What I'm about to tell you, I'm not belly aching about. Like I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually really loving, and I'm, I'm kind of on fire for this season of my life. But today, up at five thirty on the mat, a little bit before seven, jujitsu seven to eight, um, quick shower, get some, get some stuff done, office at nine, uh, and now it's you know here in Massachusetts, it's, it's coming on for eight 30. I've been to the grocery store, bought a gigantic Turkey because Thanksgiving in the United States is coming up next week. 27 pound Turkey in the fridge, ready, getting ready for next week. And I'm, I'm beat. I'm listen, here's, I'm not too beat to hang out with you right now. I'm not too beat to like fire up to fire up the old MacBook Pro and sit here in this funny little room where, you know, if neighbors are walking by and they're seeing and they're seeing me sitting here through the window, like, what is that guy doing? But I'm, I'm talking to you and I'm not too tired for that, but I'm pretty tired. Like when I get, when we get done tonight with this episode, I, I'm going to crash, I'm going to crash. I'm going to curl up with my lady and a couple dogs, and I am going to be out like a light. So listen, here's the thing about training jiu-jitsu. 
Training jiu-jitsu, if you are a busy person, if you have a lot of pressure, stress, family responsibilities, work responsibilities, and a lot on your shoulders, I can't think of a better way. I can't think of a better way to blow off steam, to do something good for yourself, to cultivate meaningful friendships and relationships. I can't think of a better way than training jiu-jitsu. It has made all the difference in my life. And if you're listening, you can probably relate. But So I'd say two things. I would say if you're listening to this and you've never trained because you think you're too busy and you think you're too stressed and you think you've got too much going on, if you are too busy to not train jiu-jitsu, even more reason why you need to find an academy and you need to train. You need to give it a try. You need to get over if if you are if you think you're too old, if you think you're too fat, if you think you're too whatever, you've heard me say it before. Let this be your week. Let this be your week where you finally call your academy and you finally sign up. Uh Dave, David Dugan signed up. David Dugan is 68 years old old. He's probably on class seven or eight, maybe. But last night he was working last night, 68 year old Dave Dugan was, was working, uh, Ashi. He was working an Ashi fit in to X guard to an X guard sweep. And I just looked at him and I just was like, this is a guy who's wanted to train for so long, but for one reason or another, he waited, but he's here now, 68 years old, fresh on the mat, killing it. Doing an, doing an incredibly great job. So, you know, at 68, listen, David's going to have aches and pains no matter what, but at 68 years old, his are going to come from training jujitsu. Where do you want, where do you want your aches and pains to come from? Do you want them to come because you're tight and you're laying on the couch <clears throat> and you're scratching your butt and you're watching TV? Or do you want your muscles to ache in a good way because you're training jujitsu. If you're training jujitsu, you're going to need some stuff. You're going to need a rash guard. You're going to need spats. You're going to need a gi. You're going to need some stuff. You might need some supplements. And if you are listening, if you're listening to the My White Belt show and you're thinking to yourself, man, I really enjoy the Instagram. And while I think Jim is a little long-winded sometimes, I do enjoy the podcast. I um and and I wonder how I can support him. There's a couple different ways that you can support support the My White Belt show because we are brought to you in part by Origin Maine. Up in Maine, they make geese and they make jeans and they make beautiful they make beautiful gear for people who appreciate quality, people who train jujitsu, and people who value things that are made by happy people that are treated well. There's a lot of things that we probably are not, we're probably all going to keep carrying smartphones. Even we, even though we know they're kind of like bad for a lot of people, just like what we have to go through to get the parts and the elements for them. So, okay. So we're not, we're not, listen, we're not going to be perfect. We're not like little saints just flying around with our angel wings and our halos. But if you want to buy jeans, if you want to buy a gi, if you want to support the show, go to originmain.com and use the discount code TRICK10 to save money off your order to support the show. And I will be eternally grateful. Do that. Go to mywhitebelt.com, pick up a t-shirt, sign up for My White Belt Wednesdays. I hate doing ads. When I listen to podcasts, I hate listening to ads. Doing a podcast, I hate doing them, but I gotta do them. So, that's that. 
Here we are back with another episode. Let's see what's going on in the My White Belt Hotline. Hi, Jim. My name is Crystal, and I am a brand new white belt. I just started Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, I have a seven-year-old who's been doing it for about six months or so, and it looks like too much fun for me to pass up, so I did a trial class the other day, and I intend to sign up. Um, my question for you is, as a person who was formerly obese, um, I have a lot of loose skin, and I've lost over 100 pounds, uh, maintained weight for about three years now, but... When I went out there, I wasn't thinking about the fact that I was going to be being pinned around. And I, even though I had on leggings that were tight and I had on a tight undershirt, um, I came off the mat and my loose skin was incredibly sore. And I had bruising from being bunched up under the leggings. Um, are there any tips for this? Is there anything that can prevent uh, issues with loose skin. I know that you've had significant weight loss as well, and so I just wondered if maybe there was something I could do to prevent my loose skin from being a hindrance in my jujitsu practice. Um, thanks again. I love the show, and I've kind of gotten hooked on it, so uh, hope to hear back. Crystal, you you're incredible. You're incredible. You've lost over a hundred pounds. Your kids are in jujitsu. You looked at it and you said, this looks like too much fun for me to pass up on it. The, the number of parents, and God bless everybody, everybody's going to do the thing that they want to do, but the number of parents who I think would actually love it, but the, the, the number of parents that I think, I think most parents that I see waiting for kids uh, at our at our kids program. I think that they would love it. And they're all busy professional people, like I said at the top of the show. But good on you. Good on you for making the jump. Walking through the door, the hardest belt to earn in jiu-jitsu by a mile is the white belt. And you, my dear, you've, you've earned your white belt. So your training, congratulations. You've already had a, a several amazing accomplishments. Now let's talk about the fact that I've lost a little over 200 pounds. You've lost over 100 pounds. I'm not going to spend, this is sort of like a very sort of granular specific question, but it's going to lead into some some broader thoughts. So um, the long the long story short is when you lose uh, when you lose a lot of weight when you lose over a hundred pounds you do have loose skin you do have extra skin I could literally make a toddler out of the extra skin that I have and eventually I will have surgery to have it removed but until that day we are dealing with the fact that. You're going to get pinched on the mat. It's going to, there's going to be weird times when like somebody's knee is going to be on you and it's like pinching your, pinching your flab. I don't know how you're, sorry, your loose skin. We have to be politically correct. Our flab, we have flab. We earned our flab, right? We earned our flab by losing, by losing hundreds of pounds. So that being said, yeah, 
com- tight compression gear is is important and also just knowing that you know it is you're going to get you're going to get pinched this that and the other thing it's going to going to hurt a little bit you might get some rashes you'll put some you'll put some stuff on it and and you'll be fine but it is a drag so i don't know that i necessarily have tips um i, I mean i don't know you you sound clean Anybody that was very heavy or is very heavy, it's wicked important that you use powder and body wash and that you're clean. When you're bigger or formerly bigger, it's real easy. It's really easy to stink. I just was thinking about this kid. I, I worked. Um, I worked at a, a at a business in my twenties and thirties, and there was this kid that everybody called Swamp Ass. He was very, very overweight. And uh, one of the managers was like, hey, can you go talk to this kid about his hygiene? Because he is, he smells bad and everybody is calling him swamp ass. And so I sat him down, I had a conversation with him and explained to him the importance of body wash and, you know, really getting in there. And, and he was like, I don't know, clean for a week. And then he went back to being swamp ass. But that's not why you called in, but it came to mind. So I thought you'd all like to hear a little story about the time I had to tell a guy to go take a shower and to wash his funny business. Uh, you, so that's a thing. Now you might, now you might be listening right now and thinking to yourself either, oh, that's gross or I don't, you know, you know, you know, might be having any, any, you might be having a million different thoughts, but some of you are thinking about how courageous it was for Crystal to call in. And some of you are thinking about that thing that you have. That maybe nobody would know when they look at you. Maybe it's not extra skin, but maybe it's claustrophobia. Maybe it's not extra skin, but maybe it is incredible, overwhelming shyness. Maybe it's not extra skin, but maybe it's deep, a deeply held anxiety or self-doubt or, or insecurities. We all bring, we bring our full selves to the mat. And because jujitsu shines light, not again, not to make this sound like religious, but uh, jujitsu, practicing Brazilian jujitsu, it shines a light into so many different areas of our lives. And in some cases, there are parts of our lives that we would rather have no one know anything about. So here's the good news and the bad news. The bad news is, with jiu-jitsu, there's nowhere to hide. Whether it is your insecurity or your extra skin, there's nowhere to hide. The that the and the but, so it's not really bad news. I don't know how to divide it into good and bad news. But the other good news is that well, the bad news is there's nowhere to hide. The good news is when you stop hiding, you start growing. That's what I'm trying to say. The bad news is there's nowhere to hide. But the good news is when there's nowhere to hide, that's when the growth happens. That's when the expansion happens. That's when the big, that's when the guys who pretend to be confident and pretend to be tough and pretend to be emotionally strong actually become big, tough, and emotionally strong. That's where the women who pretend to be formidable and pretend to be sassy and pretend to be strong actually become firecrackers that are a nightmare to deal with on the mat in the best possible way. So, Crystal, keep showing up 
Um, keep showing up. Do whatever you have to do to deal with the extra skin, but good on you for showing up and training hard and giving it your all and loving it. Everybody else, bring it. Bring it. When I say bring it, I don't mean step up so that we can fight. I mean bring it. Step on the mat with everything that you have and everything that you are and lay it all out there and trust your coach as you as you walk down this path to become the best the best jiu-jitsu player that you can possibly be and allow yourself to be stretched uh, listen you're going to get stressed you're going to get stretched physically allow yourself to get stretched emotionally as well you will be glad you did now Let's take a listen to somebody else who may have left us a little something special in the My Wife Health Hotline. Hey, Jim. My name is Tim. I'm from Palm Bay, Florida. Hey, recently we signed our kids up to uh, a kid's class at a local jiu-jitsu academy uh, they are four and five uh, they absolutely love it and uh, we recently tried a trial class and my wife and i ha- had a great time and so we kind of want to get on the mats as well my question is uh, i know there's probably mixed opinions on this but um you know kind of having the kids hang out while we train um you know we could alternate classes and one of us sit with the kids or take them home and come back but um just kind of wanted your thoughts on you know, having the kids sit on the side uh, while we do a class, uh, as long as they're, you know, not being disruptive. Um, and if that's something I should maybe approach the professor w- with and just kind of ask him, um, you know, how he handles that um, or some options there. Just I didn't want to be rude um, and just kind of wanted some some feedback on um, gym etiquette or, or if that's something that um, I should just kind of expect to uh not be able to do uh anyway love the podcast Uh, we just found it about a week ago and uh really enjoy it thank you okay so this is this is a little bit this is a tricky one now we've got okay we don't really have policy we don't have a policy on this at our academy and I want to open by saying I could understand. I could understand if an academy said, no, sorry, guys, we can't have your kids hanging out um, here at the academy while you train. We just can't. We can't have anybody watch them. The, uh, the, the likelihood of class being interrupted and you having to step off the mat to attend to them. Um, if other kids are there and there's like a bunch of kids uh, sitting on the sideline, it just really has the potential to create a, a problem. So I'm saying that because I could understand if an academy said, yeah, no, sorry, it's not that we don't love kids. We love kids, but you know, it just, it just it wouldn't work for us. So what I would say is if, you're, if your coach said no, I would get it. And if I were you... I would probably lean in in the direction of not doing it. Now, that being said, take Alex Ben Moshi, right? 
Alex Benmoshi's son, Liam, he's little. I don't know. how Alex, how old is your son? What is he, like seven or eight, Liam? Uh, So little Liam comes in and, you know, that kid sits on his iPad. He's awesome. He trains jujitsu at the kids' class. So sometimes I'll say, hey, get off your... Get off your iPad and come over here and show me what you're working on. We'll wrestle a little bit. Sometimes I'll have him demo a move at the end of class when he's around. And I love it. Like, I love it when parents bring their kids. But, you know, my class is a beginner class, and we don't have... I've never had more than one kid there, and I've never had to even so much as look at them. So I think that... I think it's probably not a bad idea to not do it. Um, Maybe this is what I really think. To have a conversation with a coach where you say, hey, maybe this isn't a great standard practice, but how would you feel about occasionally if we're in a pinch? And to find some middle ground between a hard no and an occasional yes but there's a bigger there's a bigger fish to fry here and that is we as a culture need to begin to be people who see who see things from other people's perspective and just because there's this it's plausible that a parent could get very offended because their kid's not allowed to sit on the sideline during jujitsu class they could get very offended they could be very upset and and create you know that sort of nasty stir that people create when they're not happy about something. I feel very strongly. I, I feel like that for a, for a professor or a gym owner to say no to that request feels very reasonable to me. My personal preference would be for it to be a little bit case by case and situation by situation and to say, hey, you know, generally speaking, we don't want the we don't want the sideline of the mat to be filled with kids because we don't have anybody there to watch them. Um, but if you are in a pinch and something happens, you know, call us and we'll see what we can do. And because um, we don't want you to miss class. So I think that that's that's where I land. That's where I land on it. I I think that it's, again, it gets back to the top of the show. I don't know how you people do it. Um, I really, I'm really impressed with you that are working full time and raising kids and still getting to jujitsu and your kids are doing jujitsu and you have 8 million other responsibilities and you're killing it and I'm impressed and I'm befuddled. So yeah. Um, I appreciate you all hanging out. Go to mywhitebelt.com. Sign up for my white belt Wednesdays. We do have some killer. We do have some killer interviews coming up in the next couple of months, and I will see you next week. Is Thanksgiving in the United States of America? We'll talk more about that next week. But if I don't talk to you between now and then, I hope that if you do celebrate Thanksgiving, that it is magnificent. Uh, I don't know if I said this or not, because I've been talking and I'm tired, but go to mywhitebelt.com. Sign up for My White Belt Wednesday. You guys are the greatest. I'm Jim Trick. This is My White Belt. Train hard and train smart.